0: A, my name is Brianna, and this is the Mama Knows Not a podcast. Today we brought in Claire Merriman to share about her business with pelvic floor therapy, uh, Merriman Pelvic Health here in St. Augustine. She's going to talk about her her journey to become a PT, especially specializing in pelvic health, and um, what it's like to be a mom entrepreneur. Now, so welcome, Claire. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you. Oh, for having I'm so excited me. to talk to you. Um, so I always hate using that word mom. Per, mom, per, first of all, I can't say it. Mompreneur. Mompreneur.
1: Yeah. This is new to me. So I like it. I, okay. I was like, oh, you're, you're not like.
0: <laughs> it's like you're not an entrepreneur. You're a mompreneur. So I, for me personally, I'm like, why can't we just be entrepreneurs too? Why does it have to be right. designated? You know, like. So anyway, that's that's my soapbox for a minute. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna I hear you, but then there's this element of like. Hmm. Whoa, it is so much harder to juggle. Yeah. Like the that's idea a good point. of juggling work mm-hmm. and kids. Um, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to do some sort of like hybrid of your kids aren't fully yeah. in school yet, or even just like
0: there's just so much more that comes with being That's alone. a really good point. And regardless, I mean, in most households like they say that women carry like the burden of the Just like the daily load, you know? Whether it's like health work, whether it's appointments, like, you know, my husband doesn't make the doctor's appointments or take the pets to the vet. That's what I do, you know? So I'm Uh not knocking Uh him. I'm not like complaining. I'm just saying it's just interesting how we have this scope of responsibility that's almost like unspoken oh man we go- I'm going down yes. a rabbit hole I gotta turn it back around managing the household right. it's a whole other, it's a whole other story. oh my gosh see this is what happens I just start talking and then I go skipped around all right let's talk about your journey to becoming a pelvic floor therapist what inspired you to be one
1: so in PT school I got a lecture on it Hmm. um we obviously don't it's not taught in pt school for medical legal reasons right you can't have a bunch of pt students practicing public health stuff on each other so you learn a little bit of anatomy uh for like for obvious reasons oh hello um so (laughs) even when you first take that class you're in a room with you know 50 other people and everyone's like okay now take off pants," and you know that's yeah you have that's how you learn right like you learn on your colleagues so that sense of like, you know, modesty goes out, out the window very, very early, but oh. then you also, it gets kind of demystified mm. too, which is wonderful. It's like, yeah, this is just like another part of your body mm-hmm. and it helps you to like, as you become comfortable with it, you can help make your patients comfortable uh-huh. with it. Yeah, too. totally. Cause it could be, you know, really, um, like very vulnerable and like scary for some people. So anyway, so, um, I was interested in PT school. The lecture was like, okay, like this is, this is an area that I might like be uh-huh. into, but I had no exposure. So, um, it wasn't until two years out, I was in outpatient orthopedics and seeing like 16 patients a day and trying to like be okay at everything. And I took my first Herman and Wallace course. That's the, um, the institution that does like the postdoctoral training. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is it. This is what I want wow. to do. Um, and like the main reason, but it's probably, okay, let's say top three. So first reason I'm like, because I get asked this all the time. It's kind of a unique, yeah. Like why did you go into totally. it? Um, so one, it's an area that's really underserved. Mm. There are a lot of people experiencing pelvic health issues and there's just not a, a lot of clinicians that are trained to treat it or specialized in it. And two, you can have huge changes in somebody's quality of life. Huge. Like anywhere from, hey, I, I can like run or go to a workout class and not pee my pants anymore. To I can finally have sex with my husband. That's been painful for five years. Mm. And like we almost got a divorce over it. And whatever. To I mean, there's – or like Dang. I can actually – move and take care of my kid during my pregnancy and not be in debilitating pain. So there's this huge range of big quality of life issues um, that you can improve with relatively little intervention. Um, How about that? And then I think lastly like while I was in uh outpatient ortho working on hips and knees and necks and all that stuff, like I realized I don't want to try to be okay at all the mm. things I would like to be really good in one area. So after that course, I um reached out to I had was working in an outpatient clinic and I basically like left my job, reached out to uh, the like only pelvic health practice mm. in town and was like, are you hiring? Whenever you're hiring, let me know. I want to work from you for you. I'll start from the wow. Bottom. And
0: just totally like switch it was great I'm, i would do it all again nice that's awesome i think that's such a well it's, it's a very aware statement to be like i want to be really good at one specific thing you know i think that's awesome to be like there's all these things that i could be really good at but let me focus i think that's amazing
1: i think for pts you kind of need to like that's also probably a whole other um like show but but there can be like a fast burnout mm. in this field because you like go on the insurance route and the reimbursement is so low. You see a ton of patients and mm-hmm. you see a lot of PTs exiting the field within the first few years, which is really unfortunate because it's like a wonderful preventative yes. wellness uh, profession. But we need to kind of change how we I'll and look at it.
0: Is, so I felt like this was my way to be like. Sustainable. Isn't it also pretty like expensive to go through all of those, especially like to get your doctorate? Like that's not cheap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm still paying off student yeah. loans. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that, I only paid off my student loans by 32 because I stayed in state and have a bachelor's. You know, like I didn't live on campus or anything either. So I I can imagine that. Yes it's no joke more than our mortgage. Like it's crazy, It's crazy, but <laughs> you know, so then there's that. And so I could see you if like, if you're not getting the, that reimbursement table to like add up to what you need to exist in the world, ugh, you know, no wonder you might want to take a step back.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And just, yeah, like find, find your niche and find something that you're passionate about and you can really mm-hmm. like feel, um, feel like an expert, not feel like an imposter or like dive in
0: deep, you know, an Imposter thing, right? Was there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The stuff that is gonna, that we talk about off air might end up in a separate, <laughs> a separate little snippet. So anyway, um, right. was there anything in particular or did you feel compelled to work with, um, women in general? No, I do. And correct me if I'm wrong. Can men have pelvic floor issues as well or need help as, okay. Yes. So. Wh-
1: so I don't currently treat okay. males,
0: but I have in the past
1: in other clinics. Um, yeah, males have pelvic floors too. Um, but I I was drawn to working with women and specifically like that perinatal mm. uh, stage of life. Women of all ages, but I feel like the perinatal stage of life is so important because it's the hugest for most women, the biggest physiological event that your life that your body will mm-hmm. go through. And there's not a lot of attention paid to it. So like education during pregnancy and also how to rehab your body postpartum appropriately. An example. So I was, um, teaching a prenatal course in California. I was, uh, working as part of a a Mm hospital-based practice, wonderful, wonderful practice. And After this, it was like a, um, kind of like a pelvic muscle preparation and healing course that I taught for the hospital free for people. And a lady came up to me afterwards and she was pregnant and she said, um, you know, I'm having, uh, I'm having to push really hard with bowel movements. Mm. Uh, is there a way that I like would end up pushing this baby out? And in that moment, it's like, oh man, we, there's a lot of education that we need to to bring to this. Like one No, you cannot push your baby out. Your cervix is closed and long and not dilated. Mm. Um, So that's, you shouldn't be concerned about that. But you should actually be concerned about um, straining with bowel Mm -hmm. movements. So chronic straining with bowel movements and constipation, which we know is worse during pregnancy with, Um, you know, taking prenatals that contain iron and your colon transit slows Mm. down. So your whole digestive process slows down. So it's like a really common thing. Ah. That is the constipation and like repetitive straining with bowel movements is the most common thing that will lead to a prolapse. So having that education in pregnancy is so crucial. Um, So just like an example of how small amounts of education and like, you know, you hear the, what is it like a an ounce of prevention mm. is a pound of mm-hmm. treatments like Ooh. that's kind of the approach that i wanted to take i like um, that.
0: that i don't right? know but i like it Where was that analogy that's <laughs> a, i know that's great it's like you, a, like a what is it a penny saved is a penny earned but like if you're giving like a dollar to be preventative i mean it's probably costing you a hundred to be retroactive you know
1: at least i mean i hear this so much from from patients is like why didn't I? Why didn't anyone tell me this earlier? Why didn't I know this? And so I'm trying to take the approach of like, hey, I'm going to tell you yeah. this now. I'm going to give you
0: all the information. And you do what you want with it. Uh, I know. I, I keep saying that I've never been to a pelvic floor therapist. And I'm like, I wonder if I should just go. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh that feels weird Ooh, that feels weird Ooh. i mean maybe I, you know maybe i do need some help because you don't think about it until and i didn't even know about pelvic th- floor therapy until after my son was born so no no one's talking yeah, to yeah. me in um do you want to come sit with mommy i do apologize i'm not apologizing for my son sorry he's home sick from school uh, okay. No, no So if anyone's listening. You may see my kids coming okay. back. <laughs> if anyone's <laughs> listening, I do have a tiny human home, and he might make some noise, and that's okay because he's four. What are you going to do? Um, Four-year-olds can be. <laughs> they can they be are, he is vocal. That's, that's their job. Um, Is there... Hold on. Let me get back to my questions. Is there anything you wish more people understood about pelvic health? Public floor health let me be more specific
1: um so i'd say one of the biggest things is that it's not just about peeing your pants Mm. so i think that that kind of gets together like okay you treat urinary incontinence Mm -hmm. and that's kind of your stick Mm -hmm. and there are so many other things that we can help people with um so anything from yes being able to control like prevent leakage with exercise or coughing or laughing or sneezing. So that is a common thing, especially after having a baby, but it is not normal and it is treatable um, to pain with intercourse, like pain with sex, sex should never be. Mm. And uh, it commonly is after delivery for a number of reasons. Again, a totally treatable thing. Like don't wait. I've had patients that wait, you know, like a year after or years after. And it's like, you know, we can treat this in like a few sessions. Huh. Um, huh. Yeah. How was that? Pain during pregnancy, pain at, in terms of like pain in the pelvis or in the front of the pelvis or the back uh-huh. of the pelvis or um, a diastasis, abdominal separation, like rehabbing that abdominal wall, like all of these things can be reduced or eliminated with pelvic PT. And so um, I want people to know that like so many of the issues, especially if you're feeling like, hmm, something feels a little bit off or a little bit different or a little bit not right. Like there's a lot that we can do to address Wow. It.
0: See, it's just like you... Common but not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what maybe we mis- misunderstand that things that are common don't necessarily mean there's like, there's normal. We all have like a different, you know, homeostasis and and internal equilibrium, but just because it happens to everybody doesn't mean that everybody needs to feel it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just but I think we've just been told for so long that these things are normal and that's what's just going to happen. You just have to deal with it. And then you're like, "Whoa, actually that's not the case. Like we've been wrong. We are wrong about this. Right. You don't have to struggle with
1: sciatic pain or like, Mm SI pain or pubic symphysis pain throughout your pregnancy and not be able to like move or take care of your younger Mm -hmm. child or exercise the way that you want to. Like most of that stuff can be significantly reduced and even eliminated Mm. or no, like just because your mom and your grandma told you that it's normal to like pee your pants and you laugh
0: after having a baby. They're actually wrong. It's not, and it's totally true. See, see, see what we've learned over the years. Mom, I, I remember my mom telling me certain things, and I was like, Oh, first of all, we had two different deliveries. Second of all, you had your last child 30-odd years ago. I think some things have changed. So. She didn't like that, but (laughs) it's true. We're doing
1: like, I'd say at least a little bit of a better job paying attention to women and like supporting them through that Right.
0: So how has your own experience as a mom influenced your work and vice versa? I'd say
1: the biggest thing is empathy. Mm. Like I used to get... I remember getting annoyed if patients were like, you know, five minutes late for their appointment or hadn't done their exercises that week or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> now I'm like, you made it to your appointment. You are <laughs> taking time for yourself.
0: Congratulations. We will get started. <laughs> um,
1: I'd even like the timeline mm. for things. Like, say I'm working with someone who's postpartum rehabbing to trying to get back to running and maybe in the, in the perfect scenario, we can, you know, hit a certain number of milestones Mm -hmm. a week and like in four weeks they're there. And maybe for that mom, like they only have a chance to exercise or, or get those, those PT exercises or that little mini run in like one time a week. That's fine. That's great. This can be like a six month timeline Mm. and that's okay. You know, to try to, to be able to be like flexible with those, the goals and the expectations, mm-hmm. knowing that motherhood brings on so many more things on your to do list and like your priorities change. And maybe you want to like play with your kids in that hour that you have instead of getting whatever that workout mm-hmm. in, or just
0: yeah. So I think just like kind of empathy and understanding. I like that. I think, <laughs> I think mom, being a mom has definitely done that for me too. Like I'm very much empathetic, but I'm also like you know, a little OCD and perfectionist (laughs) whenever things go like wrong. And I have like a typo in an email. I'm like, Yeah. I get so frustrated with myself.
1: (laughs) You're like, if I only wasn't
0: sleep deprived because my kid was up three times, or if I only was. You know, (laughs) I wish that somebody would have told me that even though my kid sleeps through the night, I'm still going to wake up for like whatever reason. I don't know if I just (laughs) like that first year and a half had me conditioned that now I can't change Uh my behavior. I'm like, (laughs) like, maybe that's just me. Maybe I just have poor sleep practices in general and. Been... So that's actually one of the things
1: I, um, wow. is people come to me. Well, it may not be that, but like people will come to me waking up to pee mm. in the middle of the night, like multiple mm-hmm. times. And they're like, like yeah, chocolate. it started around when I had my kid and I was up nursing in the middle of the night. And then I never like got over that. And i was like, well, you need to retrain your bladder and we can do that because your, your bladder gets into these habits of like, this is what my <sighs> norm is
0: and so it may be actually that simple if you're waking I up i am waking to pee, up to pee it. sometimes yeah well and i'm usually falling asleep in his bed and then waking up and i have to pee so okay <laughs> uh-huh. not the healthiest uh-huh. habits and i know this <laughs> Ooh, I know that's it's just so comfy <laughs>
1: Our almost three-year-old has taken to just, like, strolling into our yeah. room at
0: all hours yeah. of the night. If he makes it—I oh, no. used to be oh, really no. excited if he made it to, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, he's in—but now, like, he's only coming in when he doesn't feel well. And it's just his allergies, which drives me crazy. Poor kid. But it's, he's still up for, like—he was up for, like, an hour in the middle of the night last night. Poor little bubba. Uh
1: and you feel yeah. bad if they're, like, coughing yeah. or sneezing. You don't want to just, like, send right. them back. Right. I know I'm, little bugs. I'm, like, creating bad habits. Yeah,
0: it's, I okay. Know. It's, okay. it's okay. We'll have time to work them out, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself. <laughs> That's what I tell myself, too. <laughs> um, so your um, practice, Merriman Pelvic Health, has some pretty unique pre-birth and postpartum support. Can we talk about the prep your body for birth? Yeah. So... This came
1: about, um, with patients consistently talking to me about how to push mm. during delivery, like feeling like I don't actually know what that should mm. feel like or okay. saying things to me like, Hey, I want to make sure I have like my pelvic floor really strong for labor. And I was like, actually you need the opposite for labor. You need like a soft. full relaxed pelvic floor that knows how to lengthen and let that baby out so it was these really birth specific questions um and so i designed this as a really personalized approach to kind of complement uh a lot of like birth prep courses or labor prep courses Mm -hmm. like fitting babies and like um, mackenzie approaches so Um, the idea is that we look at what your, uh, birth preferences Mm -hmm. are. And I love to say preferences versus like birth plan, because I feel like as all moms know, nothing ever goes according to plan with labor, Mm -hmm. like all bets Mm are off, but to have, um some preparation so that you have the best ability to control the factors that are within your control. Mm. So I'll teach based on whatever your birth preferences are, I'll teach uh, pre-labor stretches to help to improve pelvic inlet opening and pelvic outlet opening. So we kind of give that baby the best shot possible to kind of move through that pelvis as easily as possible and then um breathing strategies for how to relax your entire body during delivery which is so hard right? oh yeah but so, so crucial. crucial so crucial like you have to be able to like get that nervous system into like mm. a parasympathetic mode like get it out of that fight mm. or flight that doesn't help that baby move down
0: um <laughs> Right. You're I like you're taking me back. Was, like finding my Zen during pregnancy was really hard. <laughs> so you're really so hard, funny. yeah. Um
1: and being able to practice that ahead of time. So the breathing mm. strategies during the different phases of labor and then pushing strategies. So the um most common strategy that's taught in hospitals is what we call a valsalva So that's like you hold your breath and you bear down mm-hmm. and push. <clears throat> and that's fine, that will get the baby out. But uh what can happen is one, sometimes we have a reflexive, like tightening of the pelvic yeah. floor, which works the gut stuff. And then two, it puts a lot more stress on our perineum. So it puts a lot more stress on that opening of the, the vaginal opening and okay. cause, cause like increased tear uh-huh. or more severe okay. tearing. Interesting. So the idea is that I'm teaching you um, strategies to help to kind of ease, ease the process of labor mm-hmm. on your body.
0: Huh? Wouldn't that have been good four years ago? <laughs> it doesn't
1: hurt. You know what I mean? Like, and I
0: like to say, like, hey, the
1: one thing that has been consistent, and I've, like, seen hundreds of pregnant and postpartum patients, is everyone feels like their labor experience was um, unique. Yeah. And, like, everyone feels like it was, like, not textbook. Mm-hmm. And everyone remembers it. Mm -hmm. And so trying to take a preventative, positive approach Mm. to try to improve that birth experience because it will stay with you for the rest of your life. Like good or bad. Right?
0: It will. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're will. speaking my language. I'm all about like anything preventative. I don't care. Like how woo woo it comes off. Like I will go to all the acupuncture. I will do all of the herbs. I will take <laughs> all the supplements. I will do all the yoga right. <laughs> to, to, if it's going to mitigate like any, like a medication or a, a pulled shoulder like i will do anything <laughs> to... yeah preventative wellness is like where is that and even just like that yeah. understanding
1: or that sense of empowerment to take away some of that fear mm. of like okay this these are the things that you can come back to come back totally. to your brain, back to that pelvic floor relaxation like let that uterus do the job of mm-hmm. contracting and creating that cervical dilation in the face it. like just like, yep. let your body do that these are the strategies here's your tool here's
0: your toolkit see I did a lot of yoga because I was like I need I need to be able to come back to my breath and find my center when I'm trying to push this kid out so I love I love that I I mean I wish I had that in Dallas four years ago that would have been really helpful (laughs) (laughs) and then additionally you have a postpartum wellness check um can you tell me about that and then why you felt compelled to create it
1: Yeah, totally. So the idea is that I would see women at like six or eight weeks Mm -hmm. postpartum. It could be later than that, um, but that would probably be the Mm -hmm. earliest that you see your doctor, you're cleared um, from pelvic rest. And the, the reason that I designed it is that women see their doctor, they're cleared from pelvic rest. They're told, okay, like you can resume sex, you can go work out again with like very little guidance of like where your body's mm. at or even self-awareness of like where your body's at so it's a screen so i check what's your pelvic floor strength mm. um do you have any scar tissue that might be might cause um pain with intercourse do you have any residual muscle tension sometimes the pelvic floor goes into like a little bit of a spasm postpartum oh, yeah. could that cause pain with intercourse huh. um do you have a prolapse? Do you have any pressure? Do you, have, so that it's not like you start working out and then you say, um, it feels like something's having, hanging really low down there. Like it's not right. It's preventative. So I do that screen. I look at, you know, your abdominal wall. What's your ability to contract? those? Mm. Muscles? And we get a baseline and then we look at what are your goals? Like, what do you want to get Mm -hmm. to? What what kind of exercise? Or do you have a younger, do you have an older sibling? Are you needing to be able to lift and carry them? And like, what are some strategies for doing that safely? And it's it's, um, a screen of what your current state is, looking at what Mm -hmm. your goals are, and then a plan to get you there and the plan isn't necessarily with me like maybe we say hey you're in a pretty good spot let's build up these exercises for return to running and like you're on your way but you can do that confidently and and safely so that you spare yourself issues down
0: there. I think that's brilliant it's it's interesting i've talked to a couple of people who live in different countries and like seeing a pelvic floor therapist is actually like part of their care plans and you're just like oh <laughs> like, what is going on here, you know, <laughs> and I like, it's crazy that it's not, for and, us. it's crazy. Well, there's a lot us. wrong with our healthcare system. And that is a different topic for a different day. I feel like I need to have like a panel on that, but, uh, cause that'd be interesting totally. to see that, um, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But, um, so what was it like creating your own practice? Because you were you're saying you were working for these other clinics, you found this you know, program that you wanted to do. Why did you decide, to decide to start your own practice and yeah. Anything.
1: Um, so I kind of feel like I fell into it. I it was a long term goal, but it wasn't like a okay, I'm gonna do this right now in the middle of having kids. So we left California after my son was born and um <laughs> moved back to St. Augustine. And I was thinking, like, oh yeah, maybe in like five years, I'd like to start my own practice. In the meantime, maybe I'll work on uh doing some public health work in some clinics around mm-hmm. town and just kind of like work part time. And, um, it wasn't like, I wasn't finding a place where I'm like, oh yeah, this is where I feel passionate about like mm. building. And so then I had, um, a few, uh, friends of mine who were saying, Hey, uh, Lauren, uh, who I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. to, is, is doing a lot of, uh, work for like that peripartum, uh, community in St. Augustine, you got to meet with her. So we met and she's like, yes, I've been wanting to bring on a pelvic health PT for like forever. Let's talk. And so this is like the beginning of the pandemic. (laughs) Um, Yay. (laughs) We decided to like start the practice, like do all the foundational stuff like the website, the everything. Um, Then I broke my arm and I found out I was pregnant within like a one-month period. (laughs) So I was pregnant with number two and I was like, okay, we are still doing this. Um, (laughs) Good for you. Oh my gosh. So, but it's been, you know, it's nice. Like, I feel like I haven't so much like jumped in or like dove in. It's more like I've waded into it, which has been, which, for me it's been great because like I really wanted to um respect this stage of life like I have a just turned one-year-old she's 12 months and an almost three-year-old and I want to be like I don't want to be like totally stressed and overwhelmed with trying to get Mm -hmm. you know 40 hour per week thing in so um I've been keeping it to three three days a week and I have uh, about like 15 hours of patient care available and I'm trying, you know, it's, it's a balance try to like just contain it to that and not overextend. Yeah. Um, but it's been nice. Cause like, I don't know, they're only this tiny for a short amount of time and
0: I don't want to miss it for me. Totally. And know? I mean, there's always time to build your business, you know, it's there, you know, you know, they're yes. going to be in school in two blinks of an eye, you know, I know, I know. So I get, so, I get um, that. Totally get that. But it, yeah. So that's why when you asked me about like
1: being an entrepreneur, I was like, well, I'm like, you know, tiptoeing my way. <laughs> but I think, I mean, that
0: kind of like leads into like the next questions, you know, or like th- this is a, I would guess a positive thing, you know, it's a pro to be your own boss. Cause you can, um, you can set the limits, you can make the decisions, you know? You can keep your, you can keep your hours down, you know, knowing that the potential for growth is there. I mean, I'm speaking for you at this point. I'm sorry, but that's that's what I, that's what I see. Yeah.
1: Probably from your experience too, right? Um, remember my husband talking about a podcast he had listened to with some entrepreneurs saying that one gauge of, of happiness in your, in someone's field is the ability to control your time. Mm in like whatever field Mm -hmm. you're in and i so feel that like yeah i can very much control my schedule Mm -hmm. and build up a day that i that i want or maybe you know block off time that i need um so that's that's totally a pro and and feeling like okay i'm putting my time into the things that i really want to
0: put my time into what is your um go ahead i'm sorry No, I was
1: going to say on the flip side of it, it's like setting the boundaries for like, okay, maybe like don't reply to emails at 830 at night every day.
0: But also, also like if you, if you're taking this way, like if you're doing that, like when it's not impacting the kid time, you know what I mean? Like that's fine. You know, I don't know if that's, if if that's your healthy work-life balance and your phone's down by like whatever, I don't know what time you go to bed. Like like that's a good thing. Not me. I'm like always on my phone. So it's bad. (laughs) If you have that healthy boundary, good for right. you. <laughs> it's like that balance that like like that was almost can
1: attain attainable balance. But um yeah, and I think even like mentally, uh you probably relate to this too when you're running your own thing, is like being able to turn off that mental to-do oh list of, these are the things like, okay, I gotta I gotta reach out to this doctor for this patient, or I gotta think about what's going on with this patient to like, you know, get them better, whatever. Um that is mm-hmm. that's like a self-discipline yeah
0: for like any
1: job totally. right like
0: but it's also interesting like when the um inspiration hits you like mine hits me at like two o'clock in the morning when i have to pee and i'm like and then i forget what i yeah, but yeah notepad I then. and then i'm like oh my notepad's <laughs> in my office and then he was i have to go past his room to get it you know <laughs> like i did not make this through. <laughs> right
1: so the next day you're like searching you have like a million notes in your phone like the notes app in your phone where you're like putting
0: all your brilliant ideas i know that's what you know what every time i put a note in my phone i never remember like where the note is it's the worst yeah, i'll like exactly. send text messages to myself that's what i started doing <laughs> anyway i know, someone else oh, does that. I know no. i'm know. i so weird but whatever. Uh, did you run into any like hiccups or any curveballs when you were trying to set up everything Besides COVID and getting pregnant?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I have been, like, very, very pleasantly surprised um, by just the response mm. of the community, and I've done very, very little marketing. Um, Lauren has been amazing in terms of, like, you know, sending patients my way that need it. Um, I think that it's more been kind of comical in terms of like how much my husband and I've tried to take on of like, you know, he designed my Aww. website, I'm giving him content. Like he's a pilot. He's not a website designer. Like we're just like learning how to do it. But but it was good. And like honestly COVID allowed for a lot of that stuff mm. to happen. Right. Like he was actually home a lot more too for us to be able to knock out stuff. But now I'm finally learning to just like pay the experts to like do some things and not try to do
0: things that are not within. I mean, it's a balance and especially as like a small business owner, like there's only so much, you know, (laughs) there's only so much resources half the time, you know, so you kind of have to like pick and choose which, which, you know, which expenses you wanna incur and which things you're gonna try to you know. It's also good to stretch new muscles, you know, like building a website. Yeah, totally. That's hard. But he did it. (laughs) it's not perfect, but it's possible. I like, you know, it's gonna be that later anyway. (laughs) I love it. I, I tell you I tell myself or I talk about frequently like anytime i feel like oh i'm not like we we're talking about imposter syndrome a little bit um you know i did build three different websites on three different platforms and figure out how to like do a podcast and you know i don't do all my editing and stuff myself my brother helps me but i have figured out certain softwares that i didn't know before yes. and you're, so when you are moving into this space of like entrepreneurship and doing things independently. I think it's always interesting what what you think you couldn't do before and how you yes. surprise yourself, you know? I don't know if you yes. felt that way. It forces yeah. you it forces you out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone.
1: Like you would have never had to like go there in the to mm-hmm. but you have to and you learn it and
0: then you're like, all right, I can do this." Yeah. I got this. You know? And you might You You might not do like all the marketing or develop all the logos, but you know what feels right in like the color scheme, what what reflects you and what vibe you want to put out there for other people to like be attracted by. You know what I mean? Because a lot of like I feel like with things is people identifying with you know is like what is the thing it's like at this point in time in our society like you are your brand you know what I mean you are your business and if people don't like resonate with you it's nothing personal right but putting out that that aesthetic and that you know energy in a way you're like oh crap like I I think I revised like my logo like three or four times before like I settled on I was like this color palette because that is me
1: And, and that's an amazing, like freedom to be able Mm -hmm. to have, which I'm very impressed that you have uh, not like that knowledge already, that it's okay to do that. You're not married to the Mm -hmm. first thing that you started out with and to give yourself that license to like develop and grow. And maybe what, what you are six months from now might look a little bit different than where you are now. Like that's cool too. You're just like, totally.
0: And I just feel like that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur. Um, we kind of already talked about how you got together with fit mama's tribe, which is pretty awesome. How do you, um, collaborate for treatment plans? So with
1: patients, um, it's, it's really awesome because when in my previous positions, one of the hardest things was like when a patient didn't need me anymore, but maybe didn't feel like totally independent Mm -hmm. in going back to like whatever their workouts were, it was hard to know if they were in like a good, like, Safe environment mm. in which they were doing things that were like productive and building on what we had worked <sighs> for, or if they were like setting themselves up for injury. So,
0: um,
1: and Lauren's also amazing at like identifying. Like patients will communicate with her if something's like not feeling right, or if like they're having this unusual back pain, or or vaginal mm. pressure, or leakage, and she'll send them to me. I'll look at you know we'll do an evaluation, kind of put together a plan, and then. Um, the patients will give us uh, permission to communicate with each other. So I'll say, okay, like, Hey, you know, you're having some um, prolapse symptoms. Here's your strength. Let's start with body weight stuff. These classes are great work with Lauren on these things. Lauren will work with them and we'll be able to like kind of tag team and just get people better faster. And then I can focus my time on the manual and like the, the retraining and then she can focus her time on more of like the exercise strength-based stuff. So it's really collaborative. Um, The, most recent thing we teamed up on is actually an online Mm. course so it's called um, fit mamas to be it's for uh pregnant women and it's basically a resource Mm -hmm. guide for some of the stuff we talked about already for being able to move safely throughout your pregnancy so like you mentioned before like i didn't hear about the pelvic floor until after i had my baby we teach um, from the beginning, we teach you how to engage your pelvic floor, how to engage your mm-hmm. core. So your core a core contraction is a co-contraction of your pelvic floor muscle and your deepest abdominal uh-huh. muscle. And a lot of people don't actually know how to do this correctly, but it's important, too, as your body grows during pregnancy. And then um, how to exercise throughout the trimester. Mm-hmm. So modifications for exercises, when to know, like how to know when an exercise might be too much for your body and what what to do to modify it. And then we also include like a guide throughout the um, trimesters of kind of general guidelines. So, you know, when to stop high impact stuff, when to start looking at more like labor prep um, approaches. And then I included, um, we included a component on specifically labor prep. So those, the labor prep stretches mm. that we talked about and also that the breathing strategies to make it like available for people who aren't here and can't see us. In oh, person. that's awesome. So, that's fantastic. That was a recent. Yeah. I'm pumped. We just launched it at the end of 2021. And there is a link on my Instagram um, for the, for the course, but it was uh, Lauren and Christina, who is another um, mm-hmm. trainer and uh, uh, at Mamas, And I, we put this together and we're, we're I'm excited. Like I just want it to be, I want it to be accessible mm. for everybody so that I'm not hearing like, why didn't, why didn't, <laughs> why
0: didn't we know this?
1: <laughs> right.
0: I want you to know the thing. <laughs> then, then you can like, <laughs> you know, take, you know, preventative action for the things. Yeah. And the idea
1: is that it's important. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to teach with this course is one, how, so you know how to protect mm-hmm. your body and how to recognize signs that something might be overstressing mm-hmm. you. So whether it's a workout-based thing or maybe it's lifting a toddler and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm feeling this or I'm mm-hmm. seeing this and I know that this is too much. So I need to either modify the way that I'm doing this or maybe avoid that activity to prevent things down the Dang.
0: road. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we're, pumped. Done. we're pumped about it. Again, that would have been helpful four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. I'm working on it. Dang it. That's where I feel like,
1: The balance of like, oh man, I want to get this out there and like get these get these marketing um get marketing to all the Mm OPs in town for all these wellness based things, and then
0: I'm like, oh actually, I don't want to work that much
1: yet. I need to like. (laughs) That's so
0: it's a delicate balance, totally, totally. (laughs) Wow, and you got two little little ones. I mean, mine's almost four. He's a handful. It goes so
1: fast. With our uh, second one, like, I feel like she turned one in a blink.
0: Like, I don't know where that year went, but. Well, there's a lot of things going on, sounds (laughs) like. Good thing. Good thing. Good Good thing. But yes. Right, right. anything else that we haven't covered that you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we covered covered a lot. lot. We did cover a lot. That's awesome. This is Claire Merriman. You can find her, and I wrote it down so I didn't forget, <laughs> at merrimanpelvichealth.com or at merrimanpelvichealth on Instagram and facebook.com slash merrimanpelvichealth. Thank you so much for being here and talking about your mom life, your business, and your babies, and how to keep things healthy <laughs> and, and uh, well in the pelvic region <laughs> and why that's important. Thank you, Brianna. It's been oh, a pleasure. That's, that's awesome. Fun. No, Thank you.